Geeks, you're listening to episode 333 of the Geek Stories Podcast. My name is Cody Armour. I'm here with LJ Lowry. Yo! And Shelly Nolan. Hello! This week, we're geeking out about Hufflepuff Pride, the future of Batman in the DCU, and Wizards of the Coast telling people to Nintendo don't, which I didn't understand until today. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, hopefully we can, we're all going to get a little bit educated here. Mm-hmm. Except Shelly, she, she knows exactly what's going on. Kind of. Yeah. Mostly. Maybe more than you guys. I don't know. Definitely more than me. <laughs> I did uh, some I did some reading. Yeah. yeah. I definitely read yeah, anyway. I'm we'll completely we'll talk about it. Um, <laughs> but hopefully it doesn't ruin D D for me. You said it won't, so I'm I'm hopeful. It won't. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Before we do that, we'll get into the video games that we've been playing. Uh LJ. What you go ahead. The uh, first episode of the of the year technically like the first normal show yeah yeah um so i have been playing god of war ragnarok um and it is great it is it's one of those things where it's like if you've played i mean if you've played and finished the first game there's a lot that they that they're still building up on and it's just one of those things that's like i am dreading finishing this game like, I do oh. not, like, it gets more, like, I'm like, oh, I don't know, you know? Like, oh. um, but it's so <laughs> good. It's, but it's, it's moving, I guess I'm surprised that the story feels like it's moving a bit faster than I expected. Um, well, I mean, but in, the last but in, game was like, we're going to get to that mountain. Yes. And you just spend the entire time going, well, I'm and almost yes. there. I gotta be there soon. <laughs> and that's the thing, oh, that's the thing that aggravated me the most about the first game. But yeah, I feel like the light pacing, spoiler is not really though. The pacing is is really on point, you know, because there are there are points where it's like it does slow down a bit, but it makes sense why, you know, like it's not just like oh this thing is blocked, we got to go do this other thing now, you know, mm. it's it's all natural. Um, That's cool. It's good. Um, yeah, and there's not much more that I can say. It's just so much more refined than than the first game. Uh, it just feels real smooth to play. I mean, like. Kratos still kind of feels kind of like tankish because he always felt kind of mm-hmm. like you're moving around this blocky dude now, you know, like, yeah. whereas, in, whereas in the other games, you know, he he was really fast and he'd swing his chains around and stuff, but just, he feels like a mass of a dude, but it's just, it feels like more, He's getting feels, older. Yes. It feels more natural to play this time around. Um, okay. and, um, yeah, so it's good. Uh, the other thing I didn't list on here is I have been getting back into Marvel Snap uh, especially nice. in the last couple of days, thanks to my new phone, I got one of those fold phones. The so it's like, cool. It's, looks, it looks really pretty on there, and it's, it's so nice. So I've been playing a lot more Marvel Snap again, trying to get to rank Yesterday twenty. Yesterday but... was the first day that I didn't play Vampire Survivors mm-hmm. in weeks. So maybe I'll go back to Marvel Snap because of that. Mm. I have been playing Vampire Survivor Rotate every day. The mobile games, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a hard. I did on. try playing that on the cloud, but uh, I wasn't co- that comfortable with it, like Vampire Survivors. Like, but my wife started playing, and she bought uh-huh. the uh, mobile version, and I am jealous oh, yeah. that I didn't start it on the mobile version because cloud gaming is cool. So, but that, man, that, that, I wish that, certain parts. I wish I could change it to vertical. And that's my that's I my can't debate. Leave the game on my phone. 
Mm-hmm. That's my debate right now. It's like, do I try playing on this cloud version? Because either I got to get on my Xbox or my PC. But then it's like, oh, I can just start the mobile version too, which is the mobile version's free. Um, yeah, that's you. I didn't realize that when I got into yep. the cloud. Yeah, I just so. don't think I'm ever going to play it on my TV. Oh, so. man, I would love it on my Switch, which Shelly's playing on the Steam Deck. So it's like... Switch would be cool. And I yeah, do have my little Android device that I tried playing it on for a little while, but I probably just... I don't know. Like, last time I didn't have a great connection, so it's like I just... They need to put that thing on Switch, so... It'd be cool That's on Switch, thing. for sure. They, this company wants more money. They can put it on Switch. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, Marvel Snap, sorry. No, 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 it's all good. I mean, that's Marvel Snap. I mean, yeah, that's not, there's no much, not much else to say. PvP should be coming out later this month. Ooh. From what I was reading the other day, according to my Google feed of news, stuff they think I can I want to add friends and stuff like that, too, and see everyone's decks, you know, that they're Yeah, that would be cool. That'd be neat. I started I want to play against other people. I was telling everybody, I don't think anyone picked it up that I know. Mm. But I was like, I gotta pick it up so I can play against you when that comes out. That'll make yeah. the game a lot of fun to me. I, I did a, I do ha- I did have an X Men deck that I have improved since I mentioned that the first time, and then now I've started a villains deck, which I'm slowly like leveling up now too. So that's kind of cool. I, I have that. my normal deck that I started with a move deck and then a destroy deck. My destroy deck is not very good. I need to work on that, like a discard mm. jet deck. But my move deck is great. Hmm. It doesn't always work, but when it does, it's beautiful. And I use <laughs> it in all three categories. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Yep. So what have y'all been playing? Go ahead, Shelly. Um, I've been playing anything new, but I still am playing Radiant Dawn, Fire Emblem Radiant Dawn, and I'm I think nice. I'm getting close to the end of it. So I'm on phase three, and there's four phases, but I don't think the fa- the fourth phase is gonna be super long. I I assume it's just gonna be kind of like a finale, not literally just the finale, but like I think it's well, I don't think it's gonna be as long as the other parts. And um, but it's still just a really fun game. The more I play it, the more I'm like I don't know. Maybe I mean at least story wise, <laughs> like I mean. I understand the hype now. I think many old-timer Fire Emblem fans have said, like, Radiant Dawn has the best story. And I fully agree. <laughs> like, it's so good so far. Um, and you finally get to the point where you're, like, you know, you've kind of been playing, controlling different armies um, and different groups of people. and But now things are really, like, kind of culminating. You're kind of running into those armies again. Um, and, and everyone's kind of in the same place now. Whereas before it was like everyone was kind of doing whatever across the continent. Now everyone's kind of in the same place. So that's very cool. Um, so yeah, I just really want to beat it before Engage comes out, which comes mm. out this week, I believe. And Ooh. man, I'm I'm starting rough in Backlog Golf this year because I don't have many games I actually want to buy this year. Like I really mm. don't have many. It's only a small handful of games I'm planning on buying. But two of them are Fire Emblem Engage and Persona 3. Both of them come out this week. And I'm like, oh, no. Uh-huh. <laughs> Why do they both have to come out this week? And, it's you know, I probably, I could have pre-ordered them, but I hate pre-ordering. I know, like, well, one of our little causes we have in Backlog Golf, like, during the holiday season, you can, like, you can basically, like, like not get those extra st- points. Those still count. Those those still count for freebies, even though the, even though it started, those still count. So Why? You don't, have to take point, you don't have to take points for those. Why, though? 
because I don't own them yet. I'm going to be buying them. Well, some people don't like like to pre-order stuff, you know, like so you can still have them as. Oh, I see what you mean. Yep. Yep. Mm, So you get three. You get three either pre-orders or like new releases, like that you that, that you're allotted to. Okay, that makes yep. me feel better because it's like there's only like those two games and maybe one or two others I want to get. I think one of them is like the second Spider-Man game. Um, mm-hmm. But really, that's like it. I'm just like, why do they both have to be in January? <laughs> like, come on. Why couldn't they? Because now I'm trying to figure out, I'm like, do I want to play Fire Emblem right away? Do I want to play Persona right away? Um, mm. But I know my husband. I mean, he's out, he's obviously just going to play Fire Emblem. Um, so potentially like... Maybe he could play it, then I can just play Persona. I don't know. We're trying to figure it out if we're going to get two copies or just one. We'll figure it out. It'll be fine. All that being said, Fire Emblem's great, and Engage looks surprisingly good. I I, I assume the story's going to be crap. I just have a feeling. But the mechanics, just from what I've seen so far from, like, people who play the game already and done, like, some re- pretty early reviews, um, sounds pretty good, which is surprising i kind of thought it was gonna be a bad game (laughs) i was really into and you know i probably shouldn't set my expectations too high anyway but from what i've heard people like really like it so that's That's great and i'm very very happy for that um yeah so i'm just excited for that yeah and again excited for persona 3 as well um i played a little bit more spirit fair i played a little bit more potion craft i'm just those are just games that i'm like i I am making progress in those games like spirit fair i got a couple more um passengers and in Potion Craft, I uh, progressed to chapter four or five. Like, I basically mm. went up a chapter. There's different chapters in the game. I don't know how many there are. But it's like, hey, so I am still making progress. Um, I just haven't made huge projects. Uh, process. Uh, oh, my gosh. I can't speak. I haven't made huge process. Wait. Progress. Progress. Oh, no. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm sick, progress. guys. I have sick brain. So just. It's, all right. it's been a few weeks. Cut me some slack. Since we've. Yeah. Uh, we can move on because I have nothing more to to talk about there <laughs> uh, some of you guys know listen uh, that we stream on twitch i've been streaming on wednesdays and mm-hmm. so i was going through game pass looking for a game to play and i found this really adorable looking rpg that i was like man this would be perfect to play for the twitch stream <laughs> and it's really good it's called chained echoes it is not adorable the art is nice. <laughs> <laughs> there is lots of cursing. Wow. And I looked into it. Apparently, it's rated M for mature for the cursing, obviously. But then there's, mm-hmm. it deals with suicide and I guess rape. Ooh, that's... And yeah. So I don't know. Okay. And I don't know if it's implied. Like, I don't, I don't know yet. I've played maybe four hours of the game and so far it has seemed innocent enough except for the cursing the cursing is crazy yeah that, okay. but i'm bummed because i was like this is and i gotta look at it a little bit more and see if it's stuff that i can stream and then use that to platform kind of or if it's just so over the top that it would be pointless trying to make anything out of it kind of thing All right so i gotta i gotta look but that said if you like Chrono Trigger, this is like a love letter to Chrono Trigger. There's no time travel or anything, but you have dragons and you start the game off in mech suits. And That's so Final Fantasy VI, too. Yeah. With the, with the suits. It's really cool. So you're like flying around. I guess you can fly around in your mech suits later on. And then you get an airship, obviously, very Final Fantasy. The colors are great. It kind of looks like a bright, vibrant 
Stardew Valley. Mm. The people look a lot like Stardew Valley characters, but it's so well done. There's pixel art in the animations, and they're just they're great. Uh, nice. So I'm, I'm kind of bummed that it's this rated M mature. I guess it's an indie game. I didn't think it. It didn't look like an indie game when I was playing it by any means. No. So I will definitely keep playing it. I just don't know if it's something that I should be streaming on our on our platform for sure. Mm-hmm. But check it out. I would definitely look into why it's rated M for mature and see if that's because if it's just the cursing and it's a little dark, then we'll see. If it's the suicide stuff, then like so far there was one thing that happened. I don't know if that was it or not, but it was like a the guy was we wanted information out of this guy and so mm-hmm. he took a sword and what's the japanese thing with sep seprukai where they stabbed themselves yeah. he did that so, so that he wouldn't give us any information mm-hmm. and i mean dark but not yeah not when i think of when i think of suicide uh in in modern terminology at least so right right we'll see characters are great Characters are very diverse and weird. You have this mercenary and his best friend, basically. And then you literally have basically a bard, but he's just Shakespeare, (laughs) mostly. So he's super cool. And then you have a thief that is literally just along for the ride because it's the safest place to be kind of thing. Mm -hmm. It's goofy. It's a, oh, and I don't know if I want to give it away. I, I will hopefully there's more random stuff in here like this there's a race where you're racing turtles and when the turtles race there is heavy metal music and it's <laughs> let's go that sounds awesome <laughs> i literally stopped like in the middle of the street it was like what am i playing at this point <laughs> it's like i don't understand it's real goofy <laughs> uh, but great assault i would definitely check the game out more uh, if you are if you're wanting to play and make sure that the content isn't anything that would be triggering because both those things that I mentioned could be very triggering to people. Mm-hmm. And yeah, don't want to, you know, set anyone off for sure. But that's what I've been playing. It's called Chained Echoes. Cool. And it's on Game Pass. Yeah. That's all I've been playing, though. So we'll get into the video game news then, LJ. Yeah, so uh, I think we all discovered that there's still not a lot of news happening. Um,. Mm-hmm. But I did, uh, I did pick out some interesting stuff. So Simon Pegg, the uh, the actor, uh, is apparently um, playing the headmaster in Hogwarts Legacy. So that's kind of so cool. Strange. A, yeah. I don't think of Simon Pegg. This is the only situation where I think it makes sense for him to play the headmaster of Hogwarts. Yeah, um, so according to the, so there's the official trailer for it and everything, he is the great-great-grandfather of Sirius Black, I believe, and so for those of you who, have, like, who know about, like, Lord of the yeah. Lord of games that WB have made, like, they play fast and loose with the lore in those, so, like, clearly they're gonna play around with that and this, and I'm okay with that. Because I'm not hardcore, like, as much as I do love, like, Lord of the Rings. And, like, I'm barely a Harry Potter fan, you know, but I still like the <laughs> world and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. but I think it's cool, like, to, I mean, to take some creative freedom. As long as, like, ever, like, you know, like, it doesn't have to, like, 
be cemented in like the series or whatever you know like yeah. but i think it's neat it's almost like you know like it's just not, i think it's cool that they're kind of playing with it and like you have to do something if you're setting it that far back it's a slytherin and it and it does give you an opportunity to like play with that stuff when it is that far back um I guess like the my best comparison would be like you know like the liberties like like uh, rings of power took or something like that you know like I'm okay with yeah that stuff. So, it's really I don't it's like Rowling supposedly supposedly is not involved with this project yeah but, you yeah. know she's getting money but yeah, she's got to be getting something she already makes just the most ridiculous like canon already yeah. just random things that spew her mouth that are just canon and so like honestly stuff too you know that she's a part of yeah <laughs> yeah and she'll just randomly be like oh yeah well this oh yeah well this and so a random company also being like oh yeah well this it literally doesn't phase me like yeah think about the um entirety of the fantastic beast movies how yeah. much just random freaking canon they add it's that literally doesn't like make fiction. sense Oh yeah, you know Voldemort's <laughs> snake. That was a person. Oh, it's it's literally the Shelob. It's Shelob again. <laughs> mm-hmm. At least with that was also like kind of ridiculous because at least when Shadow of Mordor and Shadow of War came out, Rings of Power wasn't a thing, so it seemed yeah. even more kind of like oh weird that they're yep. making like these creative decisions. But they mm-hmm. made it very clear it was like separated and it was fine. But again, mm-hmm. like Rowling's done enough. To just destroy yeah. her canon that her fans, including <laughs> yeah. me, have said, okay, no, the only stuff is that's canon is in the books. Maybe mm. movies, sure. Yeah. But, like, anything she tweets about, no. Anything in Fantastic Beasts, no. Cursed Child does not count. We're not, we're, that's not part of the original series. We're not counting that. That's not canon. You know what I mean? So, them mm-hmm. being like, oh, yeah, this person's related to Sirius Black. It's one of the, the Blacks from the very far past. Yeah, that, we, I don't care. Nothing phases me. That's fine. Yeah. I, in um, fact, I'd almost trust them with the canon more than ruling herself. Yes, and so that's where I was going to get to. Like, if these folks are really, dedica- are really dedicated fans, yeah. And like, I know, I know, people have reservations about the plot and the whole. Like, I think there's like a whole plot around like the gnomes and stuff too. It's about the goblins, is, or the goblins. Okay, mm-hmm. there we go. Um, which is also kind of like, I guess, kind of sketchy too, from what I hear. But yep. Mm-hmm. I just hope that everybody, like, goes and plays this game and finds something, like, pleasant. You know, like, because, like, just the way this this series and franchise has just been, like, because of Rowling, you know? like I know. I just hope that this is... I hope at the end of the day that this the release of this game ends up becoming, being a positive thing and a good thing. I know. And it, it, I also heard rumors. Rumors, rumors. I really hope it's not true that hbo max is going to try rebooting the series whether that's through movies or a show i have Ooh, no clue but again that. they're they're obsessed with trying to milk this cow for all it's worth but they don't realize yeah. the cow's been milked it's 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 out it's been out since before fantastic mm. beast came out they're trying JK, to create more stuff off JK it. Rowling more stuff. herself too you know like, yeah and at least like making a new video game that is, you know, supposedly what Hogwarts Legacy is gonna be. We don't know yep. if it's actually gonna be everything it promises, right? But at least yeah. that makes sense because it's like different than movies, it's different than books, it's different than like media we've seen before. Mm-hmm. So it's a different way to experience that world. Um, yep. So that like makes sense to me why they would like go for that. But yeah. it's just, I, I'm so annoyed. And I, 
kind of do want everything to fail just so they stop trying to mess with Harry Potter and keep trying to create more things. I want all yeah. of their things to fail. Fantastic Beasts already has failed. I think it's pretty yeah. clear that, you know, they've already canceled the, the next Fantastic Beast movie. Um, it's probably selfish to say I want Hogwarts Legacy to fail as well, but I'm kind of also just, I just kind of want it all to fail. I want them to stop leaving, uh, to, to stop messing around with Harry Potter. And the only reason they're going to yeah. listen is if all this stuff fails. So I, I don't disagree. I don't disagree with you. Like it's, you know, it's just one of those things like some franchises need to know when to quit, <laughs> you know, seriously. Like, and then, and on top of that, if LGBTQ plus folks feel better about that on top mm-hmm. of that, that's just a great big plus. That's what we should yep. be striving for but, as well. Yeah. I say, why not both? Why not both re- have the integrity um, of the fan base and like the legacy of Harry Potter remain intact and mm-hmm. protect folks who feel, you know, victimized by yeah. J.K. Rowling. I think we can yep. have both, you know? Yeah, there's, so, there's been so much tiptoeing around all of it that it's just like, ah, like... Yeah. Let's, let's call it, you know? Like, exactly. So I, I agree. Yep. I, yep. I agree so, I'm just like, I'm not going to touch the game unless it's amazing, and then maybe I'll get it used far in the future. We'll see. But at this point, I'm like, it's not on my list to buy in this year. It's not on there. Yeah. So That's a good point, yeah. Vote, mm-hmm. vote with your wallet. That's the message mm-hmm. there. That's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. I will have to see more to know more. Yeah. yeah. So far, it like, does I'm seem not, like, sold on it. It does I, exactly. Even if without the drama, without the politics, it still does just look too good to be true. Yeah. Like you know, like I do feel yeah. like it's potentially going to be awful. But yeah, yeah we'll I, see. I hope it's one of those reviews or one of those games that like the the embargo lifts like ahead of time, like maybe a week. Mm-hmm. Before, Me too. Or a few days yeah. before. Idea of what's going on. Because like, at the, like I'm interested as well, you know, and I do plan on getting it possibly. But it's like if it yeah. bombs or if there's just all these things that are wrong with it, I, I can wait. You know, like I think the things that scare me is that they have an incredibly um, luxurious pre-order bonus. Like they have oh, a yes. crazy pre-order set, which means they're not very confident the game might sell on its own potentially. And the uh, creators of this game have not really created many other games that have been wildly successful. Um, which is, I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be a bad game, of course, but it just doesn't mean that they have all this experience that we can trust in, you know? So that's why I'm like, yeah. uh, you know, right. it could be bad. We have no clue. We'll have to see. Mm-hmm. We will just have to wait. Please, everybody out there, even if you really want the game, please reconsider pre-ordering. Pre-ordering is... Probably not the move on this game. (laughs) Pre-ordering in general, it's not something I do often unless I know I really want the game. And even then, I wait till like a month or so or even less than that. I'll wait like the week or two before because people are pre-ordering games that don't even have release dates yet. And I'm just like, nope, don't do that. Yep. But but anyway, that's a whole nother topic. Um, We did that for a Kingdom Hearts game. (laughs) It was one of the big ones that came out and it took years to do. Probably three. (laughs) <laughs> we pre-ordered it and then we lost the email but it was like four years later wow it's like yeah we had, couldn't prove that the pre-order even existed they're like oh, we didn't even do a pre-order and i was like yes you did promise <laughs> wow that's weird that they couldn't even look that up yeah anyway they had no idea what we're talking about wow anyway um well we can move on um in some more positive news um nino kuni uh dev uh level five is possibly looking to get back into the global market 
their their global um, side or their global division did shut down. I think in the last maybe decade or so. Um, but level five is known for making you know Kuni and Yokai Watch, which Yokai Watch was big on the 3DS, I believe, uh, or the DS. Uh, I don't remember which. But um, yeah, so they they really haven't come out with a lot of games, especially in the U.S. There has been stuff released in in Japan, um, but now according to a job listing, it sounds like they are hiring somebody who can speak English and like who, you know, who can translate well and stuff like that. And it has Mm -hmm. to do with right. It has to do with rights and stuff like that. So it's like if they can make stuff and maybe get, you know, get somebody to like publish it overseas or whatever, that's, you know, that that can do that. It sounds like this is what they want to do because it's specifically for like rights stuff. Um, and so I think that's exciting because, like, we've gotten ports of the Nino Kuni games, which are really good. Um, I don't know how well liked Yokai Watch was, but it, I think that was another thing that Nintendo seemed like they were trying to do. Um, but I mean, if if they want to make more games, like, I think they even did some Dragon Quest stuff. Like, if they want to make more games, they are a well liked uh, developer, and so it would be cool to see them put stuff out in the West again. Yeah, definitely. Thank so. you. Yeah, so hopefully that or there's something good that'll come out of that. And that's kind of it. Alright, we'll get into movies then. I did not see any movies. I feel like I watched some over Christmas break that I could have used, but I really don't remember seeing anything after Avatar. So, <laughs> go, ahead, go ahead. Go um, I did watch... So, I didn't watch any movies this week, but I figure I would mention a few that I did watch over break. Um, I did watch... Both start with um, M, which is strange. Huh? Both start with M. <laughs> Both are complete opposite ends of, like, family friendliness, too. Um, like, yeah, so the first one I'll talk about is Marcel Lachelle with shoes on. Oh my gosh! It is I have to such, watch it! It's such a wholesome movie. I need to watch um, it. So Marcel Lachelle is like, I've never seen, like, the YouTube videos that this is based off of. But, like, I know that, like, my nephew has watched stuff that's, like, adjacent, like, Lucas the Spider and stuff like that, which is, like... Oh, yeah. To me, it's, like, adjacent, and it's I feel similar, like... similar, yeah. And I feel like... F- I don't know if it's from the similar creators or if it was just a nod, but I feel like the movie might have, like, an, a Lucas, like, Easter egg, because there are these, like, spiders that have eyes that remind me of Lucas the Spider that are, like, in the background sometimes. Um, so I don't know if they're, like, adjacent or they're similar, but... Um, I learned some really cool things about that movie. Like, apparently, uh, the creators of the movie, apparently at one point were together and then they, like, broke up or something. And, uh, the guy, um, and, like, uh, so the, the, um, Jenny Slate does the voice, her name is, she does the voice for Marcel. Um, but apparently her and, like, the, so she's one of the creators, apparently they had broken up at one point. But then I guess for whatever reason they decided to make this movie and it both I think it both like kind of helped them like cope with that relationship kind of thing or at least like stay friends or something like that it sounds like mm-hmm. because it sounds like the creator or like the guy basically like technically plays himself in a weird way um, like because it's a mockumentary and so there it's the story about how Marcel is trying to find uh, find uh, his family and stuff like that, and it's really sweet. Uh, Marcel, the it's, show. 
Yeah, it's it's you know, great. That plot reminds me, and oh. I haven't seen it, so for folks who have listened to it, um, who are listening and watched, it sounds like the Gutama um show. Like it sounds like a similar plot of like Gutama, the you know the little egg mascot. Um, he like <laughs> is I guess trying to find um his mom or something. Like he has mm. a sibling who's a chick, right? Because it was <laughs> like a, you know an actual chick uh, but he's yeah. still an egg and i guess what i try to I, I don't know what some of my friends have been watching have been telling me about it i haven't actually watched it myself but the <laughs> plot just sounds similar so that's why is it like an anime or something or something else, um or? i don't know i know like, like gutama is like a cartoonish character so i assume okay. it's a cartoon of some kind but i i don't actually know i haven't seen it so. oh, okay <laughs> um, but it's on netflix i guess i've heard it's very wholesome okay. Um, yeah. so I think it's just, it's very similar energy, except it's a show, not a movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Marcel is good. Like, I even tried to find, like, a physical copy of it, because, like, movies that I, like, really, like, want to watch or I really love, or, like, mm-hmm. you know, I try to get physical copies of, but I don't think there is one, if, or there might be, like, a limited run, because I tried to find one, and I couldn't find any online. So I was like, well, I'm just going to buy this digital. And so I did, and nice. I'm like, yep, I don't regret this at all this is amazing marcel the show it's so so sweet it's it's a really good movie um it's not very long either which is good um but yeah like there's not much else i can say um the other movie i watched um i didn't initially plan on watching but my younger cousin she wanted to watch it and she's barely like 12 years old and i'm like Hmm. apparently she likes she liked wants to watch horror movies and i'm like okay i'm like (laughs) i want to see if you can really i want to see if you you got the guts to really watch this stuff and not have it freak you out you know the next day or two you know like yeah yeah so i i took two of my cousins and i went we went to see megan and it is it's a pg-13 horror movie Uh so it's not like like the kills are like kind of off screen for the most part and there's like very minimal there's very minimal gore and stuff obviously because it is pg-13 but I'm like, you know what? More horror movies try like should try to be more creative without having to do the whole gore fest thing. I uh, yeah, I agree. Um, and apparently there is an unrated version of this movie supposedly in in the works or I don't know if it's coming out or what, but I'm like, you know what? Like we can have PG-13 horror movies. Like not everything has to be super rated R or like gore fests. Uh, yeah. But it is very like it does not take itself seriously in a lot of ways, like but it, like it doesn't, it doesn't. So it's like, if you're looking for something totally stupid, that's like, it is It is a horror movie, I guess. But it's just, like, it's not that bad at all. Like, it's it's so silly. It's so dumb. It's so cheesy. Like, it wears that on its sleeve. And so I think it's a fun watch. Like, if this shows up on a stream, streaming service later this year, which I assume it would, like, by October, like, it's it's worth a fun watch just to, like, laugh at it um yeah so but it's uh if i know people out there do like horror movies you know like um so yeah if you haven't seen it it's it's worth a watch just to, it's it's dumb cool. so yeah that's all that's all i've watched how about you shelly so you know me i'm not really <laughs> one to watch oscar bait movies uh-huh. I, I usually watch cheesy movies or stupid movies. Like I, I'm more for the entertainment value. See, rather I than wouldn't art. call this movie Oscar bait because I've heard it's really good though. <laughs> like, 
It's Oscar bait, I would say. At least for at least for um, Kate Blanchett, she's amazing in this movie. So I watched Tar um, with my husband, and again, like I don't usually watch like I, I I don't even very often watch a lot of just new movies in general. Um, even though I know we do want to watch the new Puss in Boots, so maybe by next week we'll be able to watch it and talk about that because that's a movie we won't we want to watch that's still out. But um. Tar, especially we were interested in, I guess technically it did come out in 2022, I think it came out in October, but we it's on YouTube now um, for, you could just rent it. So um, we were interested in it because it's a um, fictional story about a conductor. Um, of course, my husband is a conductor. He's a, like a band director um, and music teacher. And I've been in band for most of my life. So um, I'm very familiar with Y'all just can how- can really relate to it. Exactly, right? It's 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 about music and it's about this uh, woman who's trying to... Um, basically, all you get as the premise is that um, she is trying to do Mahler's Fifth, which is a very difficult um, song. I guess I'm not actually familiar with Mahler's Fifth, um, but uh, for her, it's like really significant. It's going to be like a capstone in her career, even though she already has like a million and a half accolades. Like they go over that in the very, very first scene of the movie. Like she's incredibly talented has all these accolades she does she knows how to do her job she does it very well um and yeah so it's just kind of about her like on this next piece but my gosh i did not know where this movie was going i almost don't want to even talk about it because that's all the premise i was gathered and got but I think at the beginning i didn't necessarily i didn't entirely know what was going on at the beginning it kind of like you kind of follow her around as to what as what she's doing, and you're kind of like getting gathering an idea of like, oh, here's the type of person she is, um, here's the type of like life she lives, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Here's kind of how she thinks, whatever, right? Um, which makes sense. Um, but then, like, and then partway through the movie, I'm like, okay, I think I know where this is going. I think I know what's going to happen. And mm. then I was just totally wrong. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it's so like, yeah, it's. I've heard that. I mean, based on the TikToks I've seen and stuff like that, because I follow a lot of movie people. I hear that she is not a good person. Well, see, and you just, like, don't get to... You don't know what the real type of person she is. Like, the beginning, you they they you get an idea of what the type of person she is from in the beginning. But okay. then more and more is revealed about her as the movie goes on. Mm. In a very interesting way. Um, in an unexpected way, at least from my perspective. Yes. Um, the comparison I heard was like almost like it was almost like watching the Joker. Like it's not like it's not a fun yeah, journey necessarily. Which I haven't seen the Joker, so I can't necessarily make that comparison. But right, yeah, right. it's very much focused on her. There's no scenes, um, I don't think, without her. Like it's it is a movie right. about Tar. Like her name's Lydia Tar. She's the mm-hmm. conductor. And um, and composer, she's like composing a piece as well, um, kind of throughout the throughout the movie as well. You kind of see mm. that. Um, it's a really good movie, um, <laughs> but I also you know left thinking, what the heck, huh? Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> as it ended, I'm just like, what? So um, see, that's a good reaction to me though. Like, in, like yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really good. The acting was super... I mean, again, Cage Blanchett literally just went off. There's, like, one amazing scene in the movie. It happens near the beginning of the of the movie. That's just all in one take. Just mm. one super long take. And I love those things. Like, I love it when they're able to just do one long take and there's no cuts in it. Um, that's awesome. And, uh, I, in fact, I think all of the, like, the um, scenes in the movie were really good in the sense of, like, the editing. 
Um, there's not much editing in the sense of like, like the focus is usually on her um, and it's oh, they tend they tend to be pretty long shots and that sort of thing. So, um, you know, she she goes off. Uh, I mean, I, if anything, I do hope she gets the Oscar because she she did a really, really good job. And that's why I said um, I'm like, it sounds like it's genuinely a good movie. Like, it is a really good I've, movie. When I think yes. of that term Oscar bait, I think of like, oh, the movies that are trying so hard yet that they're just nowhere near that level, you know, like. Yeah, I know. It's, yeah. And so I guess I just I kind of throw that term around. But but, um, but you're not wrong, though, either. Like, you know. Like, yeah. It's like I, I it was really good, though. Um, The only one thing I would say is that there's a lot of music terminology thrown around. Just mm-hmm. a lot of it. And if you don't aren't familiar with music, um, like performance. Um, like orchestral classical music um, you probably will have quite a bit of this movie go over your head not like the themes of the movie per se like you'll still get those things just fine but you might end up being really confused and be like what the heck are they talking about and like what does this mean so Mm -hmm. that's just something to be aware of and that's honestly that's why we kind of wanted to watch um, was because we want to know like the music aspect of it Um, but what was crazy is that like the soundtrack of the movie there is no soundtrack the only sound that's happening is a sound that's happening in the actual movie. What's actually happening wow. um, in front that's of her. Cool. Like if there's music going on, it's because they're rehearsing or it's because they're performing. Um, if there's a sound you hear, um, that's because like it's something that the character hears and like it's silent besides that. Um, so that okay. I thought was very cool. Like the, their, their sound cool. editing was incredible. Incredible sound editing in this movie. Uh, um, so that was awesome. But uh, what else was I going to say? I don't remember what else I was going to say. Just really good movie. Just, yeah, just be considerate. If if you don't know any music terminology, I think you can still watch this movie. Just be prepared to be a little bit confused. Um, you'll get around to it. It'll be fine. Um, but yeah, the ending just... <laughs> I won't talk about the ending. The ending I'll probably wait for this made to me lose a, a my mind. Yeah. I lost my mind. And anyone who's seen it probably knows what I'm talking about. So... See, that alone tells me I need to watch... I should watch it. I think you should watch it, LJ. I think you should watch it, and then we could talk about it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'll probably wait for a streaming service, but I'll check it out. Yeah, Yeah, that's fine. And I would think it's going to be... I mean, we rented it on YouTube, um, so I'm sure it's going to be on some streaming service eventually. Um, Mm -hmm. I just don't know which one it would be on. Um, But I do recommend it. It was very good. Uh, The other thing I guess I will mention, um, it is rated R. Um, mostly for language, there is little nudity, but there is some nudity. Um, it's not really in a sexual way, though. Um, it's just like you see a naked person kind of thing, right? So just be aware of that, um, again, for, for, for the content warning there. But um, yeah. Yeah. It's really good. That's what I hear. So I've talked enough. Uh, cool. <laughs> we can talk about movie news, I suppose. Yeah, I was like, you're actually, you're talking more. <laughs> yeah, cool. <laughs> no, you're right. Though. Okay, we'll talk about, about that. Like, um, the movie, yours, Shelley. Yeah, okay. The movie news today is um, pretty... Uh, I don't know. It's not anything crazy. We don't have any trailers to you know geek out about or anything like that. Um, we just have, uh, first off, the Borderlands movie, which is still happening, by the way, because I definitely forgot about it. <laughs> it's been a while since we talked about the Borderlands movie. Basically, they're doing reshoots right now. So, uh, uh, the Deadpool director, Josh Wheaton, right? Or is it no. not Josh? No. No, Who's that, was Deadpool a, that, was, that was a that was a Justice League joke that Duke Cody made earlier. Yeah, I yeah. thought that was, was him getting... though. No, no. <clears throat> oh, Tim Miller, Tim Miller, Tim Miller. <laughs> my bad, my bad. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> so basically, Tim Miller is not the director for Borderlands. 
but he is basically stepping in as director for reshoots because Eli Roth, who is the uh, director for the movie, um, I think he's busy. He's doing like other stuff. I think That's he's making another movie. In the first place. Yeah. So, um, and basically, Tim Miller is basically stepping in to to be pseudo director while they're doing these reshoots. And I mean, I'm almost positive every movie goes through reshoots. Like, I'm I'm sure I'm sure many of them do, right? I'm sure more than we know about. Um, they probably turn out perfectly amazing, right? But mm. I always get nervous hearing about reshoots, at least under a different director or under a different team or under different circumstances. I don't know. That always makes me a little bit nervous because I don't know. Like, what? It's a different director. That makes me kind of nervous because what if they, you know, conflate with uh, and have have conflict with the original vision from the original director? Mm. But I don't know. I mean, the director, the Deadpool movies are pretty good though, so maybe it's fine. I think feel like Deadpool is going to have very similar energy to Borderlands, I would think. So, um, yeah, so maybe it's fine. Yeah. yeah. I just think that should have been the first choice initially. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> Eli Roth oh, is like, yeah. he's, a, he's a horror movie guy, you know? Like, so I, I don't know, you know? Like, yep. Yep. <laughs> um, it'll be so, weird. If they're just yeah. like, we need to make this funnier. And then they just inject humor into a, a dark, gritty. Movie. Yep. Yep. I doubt that's what's happening, but I have a little more faith. <sighs> yeah. Not, um, not much. I don't know. I I hope the Berlin movie is good. I feel like every time there's a video game movie that comes out, I'm always like, I hope it's good. It's usually not. But I feel like Berlin's <laughs> actually has kind of a chance because um, I don't know if they're necessarily trying to do the original story of the Borderlands, like the first game, but I feel like it should be stylized enough. It'll be entertaining enough. With they're just taking like some how... heavy liberties. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, just with the humor of the of the original games, right? I feel like they probably... Um, I feel like they'll probably have a good chance of making a good movie. That's all I'll say. Because I feel like yeah. a lot of video game movies uh, falter because they end up being too I don't serious. Know. Kevin, Kevin Hart's character is a big soldier dude in the video games. So hmm. I'm hoping they make a joke about that or something. Yeah, you know, they probably will. And like, Clap Chop will be in there. Their casting choice is a little weird. Jamie Lee Curtis is in it, right? I, I saw yeah. that. She um, she fits, but it's just yeah. like the her. characters and like the cast that they're choosing is kind of weird. Like, at least from a perspective, since since I did play Borderlands, like the original, so it's like we'll have to see though. I'm reserving judgment until until it comes out. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So um. Anyway. That's the thing. I don't really know what more to say about that. It's all just like, hey, this is where we're at with the Borderlands movie. So, cool. Recently, um, it was weird. The other thing that I think will be a little bit more of a talking point is that um, James Gunn has met with Matt Reeves about the Batman. Matt Reeves being um, the Batman's director. Mm-hmm. Robert Battenson, if you will. <laughs> um, uh, talking about the future of the DC universe and the Batman potentially what the what what Robert Battinson will be for the <laughs> DC universe. I don't like saying these things out loud because I don't want them to make a mistake. I don't know. I I <laughs> like I'm as as much as I would like, you know, a sequel to the Batman, I think they could very much do that. I don't want them to just all of a sudden throw don't, in like don't all these other it. things and I'm so tired of universes, man. I think that's all. I think I'm just tired of it. Like Marvel really burnt me out on it. Um, and I think they're already... The bad news, though, is I think they are making a show for the Penguin, 
which I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, so like they're just already creating more content with this. Maybe they'll want to do actually I throw think, them into the. But I think universe. that directly leads into the second movie. Yeah. So there was a recent news piece that said that I think it intentionally is supposed to direct into uh, like move into the second one. Okay. Okay. Like universe just, building necessarily. Yeah. But still, I imagine. Yeah, I imagine they could probably make it work that you don't have like, to watch if, the show. Right, and that's why I think, like, it should be in addition instead of, like, required yes. viewing. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. I agree. But I'm just I, scared that they're going to do more. I like Battenson. <laughs> I think a lot of people do like Battenson. Mm-hmm. And I think that they could make it work within the DCU, but I don't think that would necessarily be the DCU's... I, I don't think it's what they're trying to accomplish. Yeah. I think you're Batman. right. Matt Reeves' Batman is very artistic. Mm-hmm. And they yes. did the artistic thing very well. And I would assume, going off of what James Gunn has done in the past, that he wants to be very comic accurate. Yes. Mm-hmm. And although Battenson, I think, does a really comic accurate Batman, we've seen the Joker at least a little bit in a deleted scene. And that Joker doesn't feel like the comic book Joker. I even think. Rid- even Riddler isn't that. Yeah. yeah. I think that if you're wanting something that's a little bit more comic accurate, and I think that's what's going to be successful for the DCU is being basically just the Justice League animated TV show, mm-hmm. the movie, then Batman's uh, is not the right choice. Although it would be fun yeah. to see him interact with Superman and, and everyone mm-hmm. else. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, it's the goals and the integrity of the movie versus the goals and integrity of the universe that I think would be yeah. really conflicting. I think, um, again, like, the reason Marvel worked so well for so long, as long as it did, was because I think they already had that vision from the get-go. They already mm-hmm. had, like, these sort of pieces they're introducing to us, these characters they're introducing to us, um, movie by movie, with the intention of, oh, yeah, this is all going to culminate to a big point in which that became the Avengers. And obviously they built off that, and then eventually they, you know, did Infinity War and Endgame, and now they're kind of trying to figure out where to find their footing after that. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that worked really well. Um up until Infinity War and Endgame because they always had that vision, the same kind of bit. And like, obviously every movie was a little different. Every character was a little bit different, but they had the same through line vision of like kind of mm-hmm. what they wanted Marvel to look like, you know, something that is like, yeah, kind of fun, entertaining, kind of funny, but has some serious moments. Right. Yeah. Whereas like the Batman has in just such different energy than like um, Suicide Squad, for example. Right. Mm-hmm. And and an Aquaman and Wonder Woman, if they wanted to bring her back, right? Like it's the the goal he had with the Batman uh, was something that was yeah artsy, mm-hmm. yep. um, and obviously it wasn't about supposed to be about even really just Batman introducing Batman as a character, right? Yeah. It was like he was already this established guy. We're just seeing him work through this struggle with um, the Riddler. That's really interesting and. Um, and yeah, just sort of taking a different look at Batman. And I just don't think that Batman was is uh, going to complement well with the rest of the universe because the rest of the universe is still introducing characters. It still has kind of the same energy going about it. Um, I don't know if what I'm saying makes sense. I just think it would clash yeah, it too much. I don't think I think mm-hmm. it would also it tarnish would, yeah. the vision of the original Batman movie um, because yeah, I just I just don't think it would work. I don't know. What else I want to say. Mr. Freeze because then you could take that red tone and that dark tone and like blew it up and have a whole new artistic feel for a sequel. That would be cool. Oh, yeah, yes. I, I I want Matt Reeves as like Mr. Freeze. Uh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. We need. I 
can never remember his name, but he's such an amazing actor. He was in Kaleidoscope. Oh, I need to watch that too. There's another show that I watched we didn't talk about because it's, it's right. I watched We're so many shows, yet. it's ridiculous. We're not in TV yet either. Yeah. Um, What's his name? Oh, yeah. Plays Goth Moth Gideon. Giancarlo? John I met him. John Giancarlo Esposito. I met Esposito. him. Esposito. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He <laughs> would make a great Mr. Freeze. Sorry, that's all I was trying to get out. <laughs> He's tired of playing villains, he says, though. I know. And he should not be so good at it. He would make Jean a great Mr. Freeze. Giancarlo for Professor X. Okay, anyway. Yeah. Can you imagine <laughs> that? And that's what been it, a thing. That's become a joke, that, uh, and I'm totally down with it, that all of the villains in Marvel movies need to be the heroes in DC movies, actor-wise. <laughs> and yeah. then all of the heroes can play villains in DC. I would, I'm so down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he would make a great Mr. Freeze. He would. Mm-hmm. He's got so much emotion. Anyways. Tangent. Yeah. We'll see. I don't think that's what's going to happen. I don't think they're going to join the two no. universes by any means. They, they just... Yeah, no. I don't... They can't. It's not... It wouldn't be a good move. Yeah. Give me... So Dark It's Funny Batman in the... In the <laughs> DCU. That's what I want. <laughs> All right, we will get into the TV then. Guys, I watch so much TV. Kaleidoscope's Good. another one. I don't even know where to start with Kaleidoscope. I'm going to be real quick on Kaleidoscope. So did watch... you watch it in a specific order? No, we were random. Random? We not that's, watch that's, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go random. I'm going to say this, though. We watched, so we watched it in random order, and we watched Pink second. And they all have a chronological... People have no idea what I'm talking about. Kaleidoscope is a Netflix show. No, I think people That you do, supposedly can watch in any it, order. It's gone kind of viral. Like. And it'll make sense. Yeah. I would suggest, even though you're supposed to watch white last, that you would watch white and then pink last. Because pink is the last chronologically. And we watched it second. And watching it that early, you really don't understand the importance of anything that's happening in that episode. Hmm... So that would be my suggestion. What if we didn't even pink... watch it in the release order that it what gave us. What if you watch pink first? It would be really confusing. <laughs> that was one thing. So Kaleidoscope, I wasn't going to talk about Kaleidoscope at all because I forgot about it. It. I love the concept and I love the show as is. I don't yeah. think it's as creative as it wanted to be. Mm. I think it would have been cooler if nothing was chronological and you could have watched anything in any order, and it would have just made sense because they all were okay. kind of standalone filler episodes, which I think is totally possible to do. So mm. in Kaleidoscope, every episode has a like a date on it. You know when it happened uh, in alignment mm. to the the heist, the big yeah. heist that happens. And so you have to watch white last, they say. Like I said, I would suggest white and then pink. Mm -hmm. But... It's a lot of fun. It's a good show. I I don't know. There's a lot of different orders you could watch it. I would look at a suggested order and not necessarily do it chronologically. I think that's kind of boring. But watch it in an order that, that is suggested by IGN or Netflix or something. Because Netflix had a few of them too. I'm yeah, sure. Netflix gotcha. has been yeah saying like offering a bunch of different orders. Mm -hmm. We watched it very random and it was cool. We ended up on accident watching the very first episode chronologically and then the very last episode chronologically oh, and then we weird. jumped back to i think the second episode chronologically 
and then we started getting a little bit more mixed up. We weren't doing it on purpose. We were just picking colors. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because I hear it's if you fun. just hit, I hear if you just hit play, that it randomizes it for you. Yeah, it doesn't randomize it for you. This is like that when you hit play. Oh. What's doing? What it does is the order that you get the episodes in is random. Oh, gotcha. So your episode like, one will be different. Kind of like when they mess with me with uh, Love, Death, and Robots. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I, I'm picking up what they're putting down. Okay. Yeah. It's not as clever as it wants to be, but it's pretty cool, and the story is great. You will enjoy it just as a show. I think you could watch it chronologically and enjoy it just as much okay. as I did. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> we'll go down the line here. We'll talk Last of Us last, because I know that'll kind of segue into ULJ. Yeah. Uh, I watched the first episode of Limitless, which is really good. That is... The Chris Hemsworth thing? Chris Hemsworth, yeah. Doing, basically, he's wanting to prolong his life, he kind of states at the beginning of it, which makes is really interesting knowing the genetic stuff that we found out about his Alzheimer's mm -hmm. that he doesn't That's have yet, right. but we'll probably have in the future. The whole show was based off of, according to the first episode, him trying to make himself live longer go past hmm. his limits and be the best him that he can be basically so the very first episode that i watched was about stress and it was just him trying to understand how to be less stressed which really sets up the rest of the show because he's going to do a bunch of stressful things throughout the rest of the show mm. but it was interesting i liked learning about all the different things that he's using to cope with his stress and he was getting experts involved to to really teach him how to better uh, take control of his stress. That's good. I, like that. That's I, good. Need, I need that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's not really what I thought the show would be. I figured it would just be these daring stunts that he was doing. Right. Entertainment value. You only live once. Let's go jump off it. something. Yeah. Tom Cruise style. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I figured. It's got a deeper meaning. Yeah. It's cool. 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 There's I reasons like that. behind the reasons that he's doing stuff. So That's awesome. That's good. I'm going to watch the first episode, like I said. I just finished it a little while ago. Vikings Valhalla. Only watched the first episode of that as well. Mm. I'm probably going to stay short on that because I have so many of these shows. And I'll probably watch a lot more and have a better opinion later on. But Vikings Valhalla is more Vikings Valhalla. If you like the first mm. season, you'll like this so far. It still does not feel to the grade that the original Vikings was. But it's good. Mm. Yeah, because it's like, how do you follow that up, you know? like Yeah, it's kind of a better-than-nothing situation for me. Mm. I'm watching it because I have no other, like, cool Vikings Last Kingdom <laughs> to watch. So, yeah. it work. And then Bad Patch Season 2, I saw some reviews that were saying that it is not found itself and that people aren't really liking it, but I really enjoyed what's coming out so far. There have been three episodes. Okay. And, again, I don't know anything about Clone Wars, so maybe that's why I'm enjoying it. Because it's mm. kind of separating itself from the Clone Wars show. It's becoming its own entity. Mm, and okay. I think people just want that sequel and are tied to that sequel feeling that the first season had. Right. Just, it just felt like a sequel mm. to Clone Wars. And so I kind of like that they're getting away from all of that. I'd rather cameos from things that yeah, I understand, Yeah, because like Clone obviously. Wars almost felt like that last season they did almost felt like a marketing strategy for the Bad Batch show kind of a way. Yeah. I'm really... It's one thing that's interesting to me is I got this from Andor. I didn't realize how deep the Separatists and New Republic stuff was. Mm -hmm. I need to go back and watch the first three movies, like episode one, two, and three, because I apparently 
didn't understand the politics at all until I watched Andor. Mm-hmm. And then I knew in this they have uh, something with the Separatists happen. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I didn't realize that. Like, I had no idea that Dooku was part of the Separatists at all. Yeah. Like, I was completely clueless in that. <laughs> That's funny. So, yeah, I need to go back and watch those movies. I think that maybe I'll have a better yep, appreciation that was for the them, whole part of the that was the whole part of the overall, like, scheme. But yeah, mm-hmm. I just... Yeah. I think I was young enough that, to me, Dooku was just the bad guy that was that. And I was like, okay. Mm. Like, I wasn't really watching for the politics of the show at all. And Andor made me really care about the politics a lot more. And now Bad Batch does, too. Mandalorian does. All that mm-hmm. stuff that you see the people kind of living in the aftermath of these wars. Well, yeah. That makes the politics interesting to me. I just realized Mandalorian, the new season, is doing March. I think. Yes. March 1st. So we're going to get heard. we're going to get the last few episodes of The Last of Us and then The Mandalorian and like <laughs> sheesh. That's going to be a lot of Pedro Pascal. Yeah. <laughs> I'm down for it though. Being I'm a dad. Thing. Yeah. Always. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> we can go Very different that. types of fathers, but yeah. <laughs> LJ Last of Us first episode came out. <clears throat> so, it's really interesting. Um so I'm also, like, on my own channel, I've also started streaming part one. I think I mentioned last week that I was playing it. Okay. So what I like about this show is that, like, it stayed true, like, a lot closer than I think I expected. Yeah, but lots also, of shot for shots. Also, I love the cast in this. Like, the cast just is done really awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love how it's a diverse cast, like, and it's not like one of those things where it's like, oh, we're gonna change the race of these people just because we can, you know? Like, mm-hmm. it's like no, like it's it's all like it doesn't. It's like the the race or ethnicity of the characters like doesn't even matter, you know? Like it's just, mm-hmm. um, which I love. Um, the actress that plays his daughter mm-hmm. for that opening scene, for those who are familiar with Last of Us. She did awesome. I was like, phenomenal just for that. Yeah, yeah. She to make did you awesome. care about a character in such a short amount of time. And let me just say that scene was probably a hundred times more difficult to watch mm-hmm. than it was playing through it again in the video game most recently. I really that mm-hmm. dread of knowing what was coming hit me mm-hmm. even worse. Oh no! Like, yeah, I'm just like, there's that point when they got when they get in the truck. I mean, I guess. The game, the game itself has been out, so I don't know that anything I'm saying is a spoiler, but there's that part when they get in that truck to leave when I felt myself starting to, like, tear up because I'm like, I know what's yeah. going to happen. Oh, like, I'm just like... Relatively safely, because there's going to be a lot of people that play it for the first time because of the show, I think. Yes. Well, but yeah, that too. So Getting uh, yeah, in the truck but, and knowing that uh, the show starts off with a tragedy. That's, be, that's being, that's being vague, vague enough, yeah. Yeah. Um, But I'm just like... I, I was just like... Oh, no. Like... Because I was talking about that last week and I was playing it. like I was like, you know, guys, we're going to have to go through this scene again. Yeah. You know, like in live yeah. action. Um, yeah. But I mean, regardless, like the liberties that they do take, I think are very interesting. I feel like we're getting more of Joel as a person because I notice a thing that they're doing here. They're taking things that don't work as well in a show that worked better in a video game. And they're making, and you're getting to see more of Joel as a person because Joel is technically supposed to be you, the player. So you're inserting yourself into his shoes when you play the game. Mm-hmm. But they're taking liberties and giving him 
they're, they're making they're they're making him a, a more of a person, and like they're showing more of his struggles. Yeah, and in I very think literal that is ways really... too. I saw a thing. <laughs> he doesn't crouch as much in the show because someone who would crouch for hours <clears throat> yeah. on end would have quads of steel. <laughs> something the director had but said. But even that, like, it was just like, and it and it's little things too. That I'm like, oh wow, like they're really adding personality to this character. That, mm-hmm. like, let's be honest. Let's let's be honest. Uh, Joel didn't have much of a personality anyway. You know, like, yeah. I know there's some people that would probably, you know, especially because of part two. I know that's a beloved character and all, but come on, like, let's be real. You know, like, um, but oh my gosh, uh, Bella Ramsey, amazing. She's mm-hmm. amazing as Ellie. Like she's just like spot Thank on. You. Um, I I like it though. Like it's for like it's kind of crazy to think that like the video game show that came out last year, like Halo. I watched one episode and I was like, I'm not touching this again. But Last of Us, it's like I can't wait for next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it's so. doing so much to be faithful to the video game. Me and my wife were talking about: Do we consider it canon? Is it adding to what the video game has, or is it a separate thing? And I think that it, you know, it's a separate thing, but it's so close to the game in specific shots that you almost go, oh, maybe it is just a continuum. Maybe it is adding context to the game. And I'm sure they'll never actually answer that outright. Yep. Yep. I, I feel like things, this yeah. show is going say, to, to do that. There's to, things you uh, see Joel context. doing that you don't ever see him do in the game. And it's like, oh, yeah, I guess he maybe could do you do this or you know but i right. just wouldn't know nothing you know, has broken like, the yeah. canon yet yep nothing, no. yeah yeah it feels like last of us down to the color grading the way that they color grade some of the scenes right which i don't know i've started to notice that a lot more in shows just the yeah. way I, I think snyder cut really Tones, made me yeah. look at like filters yeah well that's but, why i mentioned like the batman if they want to change the tone of the batman may, do mr freeze and go with your blues blue, you yeah. know like so, but oh and then the last the last scene of of the like when they do that panning thing for me that goes okay here's the video game part here's where they start traveling and go through this building yeah you know like so i'm guessing like maybe next week we'll see them like maybe at the other end of that or inside that or whatever you know like you know, because we may not see that journey that you would probably experience in the video game. Like, we may right. see we we may see some of that, but I guarantee, like, they're not going to spend all this time in some building that you would have to be sneaking through or For going sure. through in a video game. So, Something like, I'm will replace that see, gameplay. Mm-hmm. Yes, so I'm excited to see if they just pop us out at the other end next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. If you're wanting to check it out, if you played The Last of Us, I think you'll love it. Be aware, if you haven't played the game, that it is mm-hmm. dark and it can be a little spooky from time to time. Mm-hmm. It was definitely suspense, suspenseful, which the game did as well. <laughs> it yeah. was always kind of had you on edge a little bit. So I'm, if you I'm haven't played the game, get... you may want to be prepared for that. It is definitely yeah. have a horror element to it. I'm trying to get my parents to watch it. and I've almost been kind of annoying about it. I'm like, hey, Last of Us comes out next week. Like, you know, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. that, you know like. Because I yeah. know that, like, my stepdad, like, I know there's members of my family, like, my step-siblings. I'm like, hey, you know what's coming out tonight? Y'all gotta watch The Last of Us tonight. Because, you know, they they like HBO, like, they have HBO Max and they watch, like, Game of Thrones and stuff. So I'm like, hey, y'all, you guys like Walking Dead? Like, you should watch this thing. Like, yeah. it's based on one of my favorite video games. Go watch it. You know, like, I promise you it's gonna be good. You know, like... <laughs> I don't think so... I've ever seen anything respect the source material as much as Last of Us is doing. Yes, yes. Wow. Yep, 
I agree. Cool. LJ, what else are you watching? Um, I've just been going back through the um, X-Men 90s cartoon because um, apparently they did fix, I guess there was some order issue or something wrong with like the way they had some of the episodes. But uh, I'm also watching it in preparation uh, for X-Men 97, if that does drop this year, which it sounds like it's going to. And then also, like, I just bought this sweet, like, Cyclops jacket right out of the cartoon the other day online. And so, like, it got me wanting to watch X-Men again. Like, it's literally, like, Cyclops' jacket from the cartoon that has the, like, X logos on the side. And I'm just like, oh, I want to go back and watch the X-Men. So that's been fun watching through that again. Um, And just realizing how deep that show was like i'm like oh dang this is a kid's show this has heavy themes you know like <laughs> so that's been exciting to go through but i don't have much else to say other than that cool mm-hmm. well then we will get into the tv news and the first thing we're gonna talk about is so we actually had to stop the podcast a second for because it came out while we were recording and that is mandalorian season three got a new trailer today during football i believe we couldn't have planned that kind of segue at all yeah this thing's always <laughs> happened to us too it's always monday nights that means my stepdad probably saw it i can't wait to see what he has to say about it <laughs> oh i know they're watching the football game so that's cool. <laughs> yeah yeah it looks yeah. so good it looks more it looks bigger than the last few seasons it looks like it's finally going to be what everyone thought the Mandalorian was going to be originally. We can literally write a out. Bible yeah. study on like the th- on the thing he says in that trailer. Like, oh, I know that's true, but <laughs> no, the whole um, forgive the whole forgive being like he wants to be forgiven. Yeah, transgressions, transgressions, yeah. and all that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel you like have to go a to lot of home people. Planet. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of people originally, before the Mandalorian even came out, we all thought it was going to be like. You know, this bounty hunting kind of like, and we're gonna meet, you know, maybe get more insight into Mandalore and the Mandalorians in general. And then the first two, two seasons were definitely not that. I mean, maybe a little bit, but definitely not season one. We got something else entirely, which is us. also amazing. Yeah. Well, um, and then the, the stuff that happened in Book of Boba Fett, th- I think, threw me off at least. Like, yeah. I didn't expect the things that took place in that to, like, happen. So it's, it does That's feel kind of weird that the best part oh, of the show. Yeah, so it, it does stuff. feel a little weird that all of a sudden it's like, oh, okay, like we're gonna are we gonna go back or like you know like, mm-hmm. so I don't know. It kind of looks like he's creating a like a militia of Mandalorians. Yeah, there was a bunch of them. Yeah, uh, that part's good. And then what's with the lights? What's with all the Jedi's? Yeah, that's no, that's what I'm like. What? Because this would have been. And then and then. Uh, this and is after miss- episode six, right? So Luke yes. is the only Jedi that we know yeah. of. Yes. Well, and I'm like, what's and Ahsoka? Uh, Ahsoka's around, she's, but she doesn't. She's not really Jedi. Wonder, and then I wonder if Appa Kim opened a convenience store in in the galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, See, oh, yeah, there's no reason for there to be that many, unless they're all students. Yeah, I mean, Grogu was. Probably. Yeah, so maybe he's a bunch of his students. That's kind of scary. Uh, yeah. I have They're no just... idea. I'm excited because, like, that sh- trailer didn't say much, but also it's, it left us asking questions. So it's like, I'm, like, good questions. So we'll have to see. I'm excited. <laughs> cool. <clears throat> That's, I'm glad that we got to talk about that. We did the one a week. 
Yeah. <laughs> I think the last the time that happened room. was like the Spider-Man trailer or something like that. Yeah, we debated. We're like, should we? We have to. Yeah. <laughs> and then, I promise at the top of the show, we'll talk about the news first. So, Paramount has picked up a Dungeons & Dragons TV show, and this is after... What is it? Army? It's not Army of Thieves. That's a totally different movie. Honor Among Thieves. Not Sea of Thieves. That's a video game. On, uh, it's literally called Honor Among Thieves, which Honor is... Honor Among Thieves. That's why Like, literally sad. a title that's not, not original at all. Yeah. <laughs> the Dungeons & Dragons TV show will be years away. It's just now got picked up, so it'll probably take a while. It's We have no idea if it's canon to honor among thieves or it's a totally separate thing i would assume it's something totally different we don't know what can be canon anymore these days at this point i feel like the worst thing you could do with dungeons and dragons is make an in-canon universe <laughs> like that just seems so against dungeons and dragons as a purpose is like everyone gets to make their own story well you know it also is against yeah, I was. That was a segue. That was a segue, Shelly. Um, <laughs> you know, what also is against that is guidelines. Yeah. yeah I, so, like I'm, like I'm saying, I feel like D and D is for everyone something different. Mm. Everyone kind of makes it their own, and it's branched out so many different ways. I think that being like this is specifically what D and D has to be in a shared universe or in, in people's games and stuff would be counter what people love about D D. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's this whole thing going on with uh was it the coast right now? I don't mm-hmm. know if everyone knows about Who it. Who are the owners of D D, right? Yes. yes. Has, Hasbro and Wizards of the Coast, I believe. Yes. Yeah. Um where they basically are trying to restrict what can be like modules, things that can be used, um, made third party, trying to restrict people from making money off of like own creations or own content, even um, for anything sort of like Dungeons and Dragons related. Um, they're mm-hmm. basically trying to just lock all that crap down, making it really hard for um, creative people, for uh, creators, for third party people, for you know, again, content creators to trying to create that content because, as you said, it is such a it's a game that um, forces creativity, if you will. It, it, it yeah. asks that of you. And so obviously in that way, it draws creative people. Um, but if those creative people basically are saying, hey, no, you can't actually like be really creative. You can't create your own homebrew. You can't create your own things that you can make money off of. Um, can't create your own. I mean, I don't know if they're necessarily going as so far as being like, oh, you can't create your own dice. But they're basically trying to kind of like trademark a bunch of this stuff or at least lock it down. Yeah. Um, and and that's the kind of own, stuff that affected, yeah. like, Pathfinder even, right? And Pathfinder's, like, huge. Yeah. So, the whole community um, is really mm-hmm. mad about it, as they should be. And it's basically what they're trying to do. It What it seems like is, even with this movie, you know, Dungeons & Dragons Honor Among Thieves, this new mm. Dungeons & Dragons show, they're trying to turn Dungeons & Dragons into a brand. Dungeons & Dragons... Read. It's not a brand. It's a tabletop right. RPG. It's a it's a mm-hmm. framework to creating stories, characters, scenarios. That's um, the that has a set of rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so it's they're trying to be greedy. They're trying to make it into a brand, but what they don't realize yeah. is that's never really been a brand 
people don't, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people play a lot of the modules and stuff that they've created. Um, yes. But most people, I would, I would go as far as say most people don't. Most people mostly Home use room. it as that framework. They buy the rule book um, mm-hmm. and then they create their own story off of that and their own things yep. in their own world, right? At least that's how I've always played D&D. Um, with my yeah. friends is is we have like I've these homebrew worlds yeah and obviously there's no shame if you do follow a module or something yep. that is from them specifically a lot of people Curse still of do that is easily the best but yeah module Curse of Strahd. yep <laughs> yep that's huge yep. that's a huge one um yep. but they're they're just trying to make it into a brand and they're trying to lock it down yeah. and they simply cannot do that um because the fan base won't let them <laughs> And because yeah, they just have a yeah. gross misunderstanding of why people play D&D. They don't play it because they want to know all about the like stuff Wizards of the Coast made, right? Like yeah. those worlds and stuff. Like they don't do it for that. Mm-hmm. They play it for their own enjoyment, for the way that they want to play it. So, yeah. um, and already they've been trying to, basically it was this agreement that was um, like an open, basically an open game license, OGL, mm-hmm. um, that was developed a while ago, actually, basically saying, originally saying like hey people are free to use this right people are free to use this they can create content off of it they could create ideas off of it um they don't have you know that sort of thing it makes it easy for third-party developers to work with dnd concepts um dnd yep. rules and be able to create new rules new modules new homebrew things um content again even like critical role for example they make tons of money um off of playing mm-hmm. dungeons and dragons so they're able to do that because of this agreement that was made a while ago but and this agreement by the way specified that it's irrevocable they're trying to revoke it <laughs> yeah they made something that was that, that in, in the le- in the agreement said it was irrevocable they're trying to revoke it Sounds they're trying like a to change fail, it if you ask me well okay don't even get me started on that because <laughs> basically enough people this got leaked it wasn't even out yet it got leaked yep. And um, enough people were really, really mad about it. They started dropping their D&D Beyond subscriptions because that's the other thing is yes. like they're trying to get people to use only their stuff. Like D&D Beyond mm-hmm. is a super duper helpful website. Um, being oh, yeah. able to keep all your characters there. Gosh, I mean, you can even use stuff it free, like Roll20 but... exists and all that if you can't do this, you know? Well, like... Roll20 has apparently an agreement with Hasbro or Wizards oh, of the Coast. One of the two. God, mm. they did partner up with them in like the last year. Mm-hmm. You're right. But Oof, that's dirty websites though. like Roll20 that yes. don't have that agreement with Wizards of the Coast would essentially yep. be threatened to get shut down. Yep. Um, so, yeah, this got leaked. Community went berserk for good reason. There's a lot of them started dropping their subscriptions. Yeah. D&D campaigns. Yeah, that are, like, well, making yeah, like, money. A lot of them are. Like, I'll um, give you all an example. My buddy ran a campaign last year that the source material we used was created by a company called Mage Hand that he literally purchased the resources from. Yeah. And it was this whole sci-fi campaign thing that was like amazing because like, you know, they got to use that framework and it's like, exactly with, with this being a thing like that could never exist or anything like that could no longer exist. Yeah, I, yeah, Critical seriously. role is probably well, big enough now that they could huge. probably get rights so if they tried to, but the, where they started, they couldn't have oh, probably no, gotten yeah. those rights. Box it's also crazy. Is a show based off of D anD D. Would that get shut down under this? Mm. Right, basically, you know. So, yeah. um, basically, it's one of those things where they're trying to lock this down. It's pretty much impossible to lock down though, because so many different games uh, and media and people have like. Even oh, I think oh. about like Knights of the Old Republic. That's essentially D anD D, right? The, 
all the mm-hmm. books and all things. the books. Like, I've oh so my. much, literally so much. It is, it is, it drives creativity. So people create, right? Gosh, Bioware so, literally started at Baldur's Gate and went to go make their own stuff based. Like, yeah, it's, there's so many games that use that hidden tabletop mechanic that like you don't visually see. That is just like, oh my mm-hmm. gosh. We are, we even mentioned before with podcasts of any original yeah. sin two or divisions, either one, right? <laughs> I just mm-hmm. think about the second one. Um, so. Again, people got mad. People started uh, revoking their subscriptions. Again, using, you know, trying to vote with their wallet, saying like, hey guys, the mo- yeah. like they all are, this is so clearly just for them to try to make more money. Um, money is the only way that we're going to show them like that we don't like this. And so yeah. they actually, enough subscriptions were uh, removed, right? They got enough people talking that they actually released a announcement. They like basically said that they're trying to walk it back a little bit. The things that they said in this um, announcement that they posted on, de- on their website is that um, the reason that they wanted to implement this was to keep themselves um, safe from racist creations, campaigns, uh, creators, things like that. They don't want D&D, the title, oh, yeah. to be tied to, like, bigotry, um, which I guess makes sense. I think that was one of the reasons. I don't remember all the other reasons, but like that was like the main one that they're trying to do. They're just like, hey guys, we're just trying to lock things down because yeah, we don't want to be associated with with yeah. bigots. We don't want to be associated with people who are using this to um, create hate, to, you know, whatever. But I'm like, okay, cool. Two things about that. One, what, who, do you really have the authority to say what's racist and what's not? Right, because I think, didn't they even, like, make character changes or something with, like, racial traits yes, or something like that? Yes, that's exactly the, that's exactly what I was going to talk about. The um, mm-hmm. second point, too, is that uh, in 2022, so this just this last year, there was this mm-hmm. whole controversy where they tried to bring um, basically a module that was uh, from the 80s or something. They tried to, like, bring it back, and one of the um, races in this module ended up being pretty racist just like the way that they described these races like it was they were like um like monkeys that became sentient off of being like enslaved and being um experimented on and it's just you read into it and you think maybe from a from a from a um and i remember even when i heard about this i'm like okay really and i and i thought you know i'm not sure really if this is racist and then i started reading it like the actual like document with all of the information on this race and i thought and as i was reading i'm like oh no this is racist this legitimately (laughs) is like oh yeah it's actually really bad um then they tried to walk that back too they tried to walk that back too i think they did end up getting rid of it but again that's like okay wizards of the coast you've already got yourself in hot water before so like who are you Mm -hmm. to gatekeep what's racist and what's not because already you've gone too far in that realm you know yeah i think it's incredibly blind you kind of touched on this too I think it's incredibly blind of them as to what made D&D big in the first place. Yes. Like, making D- closing D&D into a box is going to make it less popular. Mm-hmm. Correct. Like, what made it yeah. big was that everyone could use it, and so everyone was using it, because there's so much you could do with it. You likened it to Nintendo before yes. the podcast. You know, Smash Bros. The reason that Smash Bros. is such a big thing is because it's competitive. So then when you shut down competitions... Mm-hmm. It it's kind like, of okay, defeats cool. You're killing what the game. made that game big to people in the first place. You're kind of mm-hmm. shooting yourself in the foot. Yep. Exactly. It's kind of a similar situation with this. Of if you make it where it's just D and D has to be this specific thing, then no one's going to care about it as much anymore because no one cares about the name. They care about what it is. Exactly. Yeah, and it's 
It's very mm-hmm. akin to Nintendo, not just in Smash, but I think with other things too. Like a lot of like custom creations, um, like uh, game, you know, indie games. dev games. Yeah, game, yeah. game preservation in itself. They just yep. shut that stuff down. They see a fan made game and they say, even if you're not making money off of it, you're not allowed to do this because you're using our assets, you're using whatever. Wow, and wow, again, Sega maybe just doesn't care. You know? Yeah, Sega and maybe they even have that same yeah, sort yeah. of like they would say the same thing of like, oh, we don't want to be associated with like hate. We wouldn't want to be associated with like bad creators. It's like, okay, but now you're just shutting down every creator. You know, yep, like yep. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, there will always you be bad create apples. Non racist stuff and just let it yes be, or whatever. You know. Right. You create what you have deemed to be the proper creation, and then let other people create mm-hmm. things. And if it's not D and D official, then it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Right. So it's just big, bad, greedy corporation being big, bad, greedy. Mm-hmm. And and the other thing, I'll show when you mentioned like rolling a one, that made me cringe because in this <laughs> announcement they made a joke like that. Basically, oh, they're, no! they they explain they're just like the whole thing where it's like, oh, we don't want to be associated with racist. We don't want to be, race, uh, you know, associated with homophobia, things like that. Oh, right. Wow. And then eventually said, but clearly we rolled a nat one on persuasion or something like that. And it's just like, guys, read the room. That is not it is not appropriate to be making a joke like oh, that. No. Like we are legitimately mad and you're making a stupid D&G joke that's like <laughs> already kind of cringy, like in the best of times, but just like bad taste in the worst of times. Um, Ouch. Yeah, they're like, they thought they were so funny, and we're like, no, we're not being chummy with you right now, freaking Wizards of the Coast. We're being the opposite of that. We're being upset with you. So, all that being said, um, yeah, already I'm kind of like, I don't know if I'm going to watch. That's like failing two death saves right there. Yeah. (laughs) So, (laughs) I don't know if I'm going to be watching Honor Among Thieves, because I'm also kind of on the train of like, let's maybe speak with our wallets if if we want, because I do think that they are making these decisions now, because, again, they are trying to make it into a brand. They're trying to make this movie really big so they can make a lot of money. They're trying to make this show make them a lot of money. Um, that's gonna be coming yeah. on Paramount. So I, I, again, they're trying to like to tie it all back. <laughs> they're trying to make it a brand, and it's just it's not gonna work. So, Oof. um, it, a lot of people are quitting Dungeons and Dragons altogether, which personally I think is a little bit much, especially if you don't use D D Beyond or um. I mean, a lot of people just own the module, books. Sure, yeah, go ahead and quit that maybe. Yeah, but, I think like... it's like it's. I think it's totally. I think for me, it's like I'm not gonna put more money into them. Um, right. Than I already have been. Like I do, yeah. me and some friends share a D and D Beyond account. So like, yeah, my, which already yeah. is kind of exploiting them because they always they only want one person on each account, and it's like I don't remember how much it is per month, but there's like probably ten or so of us who like use the same account. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm mm. fine continuing that. That's fine. Um, but it's like, if you're already on the books. Plus, you can just find the PDFs online. Like you, ju- you can. Okay, you just can't. Yep. So, um. I, I see no reason to completely drop the entire system, but There's so it is many a, resources online without having to use Beyond. Exactly, and there is like a really good opportunity here to check out other tabletop RPGs, and that's kind of what something mm-hmm. I would like to do more as well. Is is already try to support other tabletop RPGs. I know Cobalt Press, Cobalt Press is um making their own, I believe as well. I know like um the creators of Pathfinder have basically like double down and said like hey by the way like we're making sure all of our stuff is open source we're making sure all of our stuff is is accessible basically as mm-hmm. a heck you to ogl and and wizards of the coast so that's cool like seeing the community come together in that sense has been really cool like um 
not just the whole like I mean the raging against the machine is like you know fun to a point but it can get exhausting especially when you have people trying to tell you like I'll see posts on comments on reddit saying like oh I need to convince my brother to drop his subscription I'm like okay well don't do that all right like everyone makes their own decisions like don't whatever but if if you want to go explore other tabletop RPGs that's very cool so I, Mm -hmm. I fully am in support of that and it's something I'm um, potentially interested in as well. I mean, I, I still am in D- two D&D campaigns. I will definitely continue those. Um, but again, it's kind of a cool opportunity to be like, hey, Dungeons & Dragons is not the only tabletop RPG. It is maybe the most popular one yeah. and it helps start all the others potentially. There's a lot of other stuff besides it and, and you could turn to those. So I, I think it's just kind of cool. Like if it wasn't for the pandemic, like I wouldn't have cared or I wouldn't have like, you know, all of this would be like over my head, you know, but it's yeah. kind of cool. Like just... Yeah, the pandemic. Years, so that's many people a... have probably gotten into D and D. Like it's not just me, you know. Like okay, but also that's a good point because bring yeah. up COVID. A lot of people, myself included, played just with the books, with pen and paper, like meeting in person. Right. A lot of people were able to pick up like D and D Beyond, Roll Twenty, exclusively Online. because of COVID. And now people are used to that. <laughs> and and you know, including me, including my group that I play with, like we don't meet in person anymore and that started because of the pandemic so that makes it even extra grimy that they're trying to like you know they've eased all these people into the comfort of being able to play and the accessibility of being able to play online are now saying like well well now this is the only way to do it guys like you can only do it the way we want you to do it big nintendo literally got that they literally got that thing called like one D &D or D &D one yes be a subscription-based thing too yes and that is i think another reason they're doing this all now it's like a trifecta it's like they want to make it a brand they want they have these this movie coming out the show coming out and then they have one dd um coming out as well and they're like making this huge big move to be like okay this is the only way you can consume our product is through our subscriptions through our movies through our products and not through yours it's yeah. pretty disgusting. So anyway, I ranted a lot on no, this whole podcast today. So let's <laughs> move on. <laughs> no, I think it was incredibly educational. Like I said, I really didn't know anything about it until right before the podcast. We talked about it a little bit. Yeah. And then uh, now I know a lot more about what's going on. It's kind of ick. Too mm-hmm. bad. Big ick. It just sucks. It's like obviously big corporations got a big corporate, but it just sucks to see it happen to something you really love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It yeah. <laughs> Feels like an obvious like it capitalism is gonna do its thing. But mm-hmm. just it's just something sucks that sucks to see it. It's from the eighties. I mean mm-hmm. it's kind of a why now, and like you said, the perfect trifecta is just kind of I think it's because everyone has fallen in love with it, so they're like, Oh, we need to monetize this. Mm-hmm. And yeah, this especially like Stranger Things, they're playing D D in there, so like it's just it's mm-hmm. becoming so popular now and they're just like, What? What if we made even more money on it? It's like, dude, exactly. Stop. <laughs> yep. And like I said, I think you'll lose what people love about it if you do that. Yep. So Hopefully, they do figure out a way to walk it back because they need to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the other TV news that we have uh, is kind of close to my heart, and that is, well, the news itself is that the English actor for Dragon Stampede. Uh, Johnny Young Bosch. He's the one who actually voiced Bash the Stampede in the original he's anime. Done so much, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's returning to play Bash the Stampede, and that's really exciting. Uh, the reason it's close to my heart is Trigun, which came out, I think, in the nineties, early two thousand. Yeah, a lot of people's first anime, like anime aside from Dragon Ball Z, I think, is what. Yeah, 
It was besides Dragon Ball Z. I watched a little mm -hmm. bit of Dragon Ball Z, and I really I wasn't like invested in Dragon Ball Z. Uh, I would say that Trigun to me is like my first anime that got me into. This anime. is right up there with like Full Metal Alchemist as like a lot of people's first anime. I think. Yeah, Full Metal Alchemist is my favorite for sure. Brotherhood yeah. specifically, favorite anime mm -hmm. of all time. But I don't know Trigun. The it was the weirdest thing. So I was in high school. And I had killed a spider. And someone <laughs> said it was murder. I don't think they were being serious. <laughs> and I can't remember the excuse that I gave, but I explained why it wasn't murder. And so because of that, they were like, you remind me of Nicholas D. Wolfwood. And I was like, who? And they were like, you know, from Trigun. And he is a, can, can we say semi-Christian? We'll, we'll say Christian. You don't want to judge anyone. He, he's a Christian character in Trigun. You can say he's a religious he's a man. very good christian character yeah. in Trigun. <laughs> yeah i don't know the uh salvation of this fictional character <laughs> right right uh given that he's fictional probably not gonna you know meet him in heaven or anything but <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> he he's kind of i don't know i think it's interesting that i, I think it's firefly stole from trigun but this kind of encompasses who Nicholas D. Wolfwood is specifically, and that is a line where he goes, I thought you weren't supposed to kill people. And he said, yeah, but the book's a little fuzzy on shooting people in the kneecaps. Mm -hmm. And that is, uh, I think, is Shepard, right? Fly, uh, Firefly? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. He says that too. But I think it perfectly encompasses who... He's got like a confessional that he brings with him. He's a, he's a Catholic preacher, apparently. Yeah. And he's got this little church that he puts over his head yep <laughs> make you pay money to do confessionals it's crazy but no really really good anime i'm excited for this i don't love the animation style yet it's that 3d stuff yeah i'm just i can't get into it yet yeah it does look better than ruby but i'm just low bar not... <laughs> i'm sorry <Yeah. laughs> I was saying a lot about Ruby recently. Just, I want, yeah. just give me normal 2D animation, but make it really vibrant. That's what I want. Yeah. I don't need the weird cell shading stuff that's happening. Yeah. But I will definitely check this out. It looks like it's not necessarily a continuation. It seems like it's a separate original story. So kind mm -hmm. of an alternate universe kind of thing. Where, almost like a reboot, I guess. Yeah, like a re-retelling kind of. Yeah. Character designs are a little bit different. I thought that was an interesting oh, yeah. choice. But overall, really, really excited about my, this. My brother out. used to have the, have the glasses. Like... I wanted them so bad. <laughs> Everyone's really tall and lanky in that show, and I'm not. Yeah. So that, that's why I never went with. I thought about cosplaying Nicholas D. Wolfwood. And if you want to cosplay someone that looks nothing like you, should do it. I'm not saying that. Yeah. <laughs> Live your dreams. <laughs> but I was always dissuaded from doing so because he's so tall that I'm, I'm just not. But I'm not going to. There, there's a picture somewhere on the internet that's heavily inspired by him. And that's as far as I want to go with that because I don't want people looking for it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I said but and then immediately regretted that. Uh, <laughs> anyways. I'm excited for the show. It comes out January 21st. It's already out in Japanese if you want to watch it that way. Cool. But I really liked 
Bosch's dub of it. So I'm excited that he's returning. Yeah. And that Sweet. is the podcast this week. You guys geeking out about anything else this week? Not really. I don't, uh, don't think so. No. Cool. Uh, I don't know if I can really say this is geeking out, but I went on a really nice hike yesterday. And that I mean, hey, you can geek out about nature. I yeah. Mean, you can geek geeking out about, out about God's creation. Football fans and sports fans geek out about sports. So, I mean, like, you can... Yeah, I'm be, hoping like, to hike a lot more this spring. I'm not ooh, necessarily in the mood for someone a hike. who hikes. You what? Sounds so nice. What'd you say, Shelly? I said I've been in the mood for a hike. Yeah. I it's not something that I've like... ever really done. I've hiked with my mom a couple times in Colorado, and it's always been really easy hikes. I would love and... to go just like take pictures of nature. I guess from that perspective, like yeah, yeah, and that's getting, getting, what I ended up getting, doing. Is getting it into photography, dog. like you know, like just taking pictures of nature it would be awesome. I love being a mock photographer of landscapes. I just find the the landscape so pretty. I want to put my photo mode yeah. skills into real life. Yeah, I like capturing <laughs> those those scenes. Yeah, and then kind of playing with Lightroom and stuff. I'm definitely. Ooh, gonna I love Adobe Lightroom. Lightroom. But it's really cool to just, I don't know, capture those moments. Yeah. And I have a dog now. Uh, I got in July. It's a Retriever Lab mix who really likes hiking. And so there's a bunch That's of awesome. watering holes in Arkansas that you have to hike to. And so that's kind of my goal for late there's spring. There's just swamp down here. Hiking to, to <laughs> there are the men, There's just plethora of hiking around here. Like, hiking is mm-hmm. like everyone's number one hobby here <laughs> nice i love that arkansas is too and they call it the natural state and i didn't know that moving here i got really fortunate i live literally like 15 minutes away from a really nice like waterfall hike and then nice. where we went yesterday was about an hour away probably like 45 minutes away mm-hmm. and that was devil's den and that was really cool a bunch nice. of waterfalls and it's they call it fossil flat trail and so there's a river and when the river is dry you can walk on the rocks and the rocks are full of fossils oh cool Cool. that's so sick that's neat i'll you can check out on my instagram but we'll get to you guys first shelly where can they find you at you can find me on twitter at the shell shock 24 and lj you can find me everywhere on the internet as lj the paladin on facebook instagram and twitter you can find me on Wednesdays at twitch.tv slash geeksundergrace and on Instagram because I still use it as a photo app even though it's kind of a post your TikToks app now. Ugh, I respect yeah, I, I hate that. Every time I want to post like a little video now, it's like, oh no, it's got to be a reel. And I'm like, no, but I don't want it to be a reel. <laughs> yeah, I have always used it for capturing moments of my life is almost like a visual diary I, 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 yeah i really and so for like, that to kind of die away I'm just, I'm i really got cool. into instagram like in that regard like for a few good years there yeah but anyways one of the podcasts there keep gaming keep praying and god bless bye peace We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. We love hearing from you, so feel free to ask us questions or just comment on the show by using the hashtag GUGCast on Twitter 
or by joining the GUGCast questions channel in the Geeks Under Grace Discord. If you like this episode, consider leaving a review or rating of our show on your favorite podcast app. If you want even more Geeks Under Grace, you can always go to geeksundergrace.com. We love you all so much, so thank you for listening. <laughs>